What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Report's college football and NFL draft podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, joined by my man, Connor Rogers. I am back from vacation. Connor, yours is like a month away, dude. I don't know how you're doing it every day. It's a little tough, but hey, somebody's got to stick around and do the work around here. And (laughs) the same will be for you when I leave in June. So uh, we hope you had a great vacation, Matt. I'm sure it was nice to not be on. You really weren't gone that long. You missed two shows. So let's <laughs> yeah, not that's, get crazy here. I was thinking about that. And like, I, I love this show. Everyone who we work with knows that how, how important the show is to us. But it's like because we do three shows a week now, vacationing is actually really hard to do, especially like I like to take long weekends. But you miss like two or three shows by doing that. So I appreciate you and Mello holding it down. I listened like a proud parent, uh, annoying the the hell out of my girlfriend because I played it in the cabin. Just like I would just turn my phone on and like <laughs> play the the podcast. She's like, "Do you miss those guys or something?" Yes, yeah, I, I do. Absolutely do. Today's show, though, man, we are just gonna set the world on fire. There's not a whole lot going on in the NFL or college football. So this is a perfect time to drop our power rankings for the NFL season. And I know we've alluded to it, but I feel like we can officially state stick to football. will be covering more of the NFL than we ever have before. We're not going to drop our college football coverage. We're not going to drop our NFL draft coverage, but we're going to as much as we can in about three hours a week, give you guys some NFL coverage. And that really starts today. It really does because we're going to do the power rankings across the board. Now, I know a lot of people are going to be upset at these. Some people will be happy at these. Listen, they're just pre-summer power rankings, so (laughs) a lot can change, but we're going to have some fun this year. We really are. We're going to do a lot of things, a lot of rookie coverage, which is something we've done, but the focus is going to be bigger on that more than ever this year and just overall NFL coverage. So you're still getting three shows a week. You're really getting more football coverage than ever before between uh, all the way really from recruiting to the NFL, which is just insane, but that's why we love it. It's going to be five shows a week before long. We just need to accept our fate. Yeah, it's going to happen. All right, number 32. Let's just kick this off. We're going to go 32 to 21, 20 to 11, and then give you our top 10 before we close out the show with some draft on draft questions. So 32, we actually agreed on this one, man. It is the Miami Dolphins. And I will say, this is a lot harder than I expected it to be. I mapped these out while I was flying home last night. It was like, this is not easy. Like, I really didn't want to put any team at 32. Um, and and like, so one thing that, and I, I probably should have ran this by you before we started recording, I almost want to talk about why each team has a positive. Me you too. Know? And like the Dolphins, like I want to see what Josh Rosen can do. I think that they have one of the best young left tackles in Laramie Tunsil. They have some good wide receivers and they do have some pieces on defense. You know, guys like Christian Wilkins coming in. I want to see Charles Harris have a breakout year under Brian Flores. Xavier Howard just got paid like a, one of the best corners of football, which I believe he can be very, very shortly. This team has talent. It's just a, a first time head coach, a quarterback who's really gone through the ringer in the last 12 months. It's kind of an uphill battle, but I do think this defense will be a lot better than people think with Minka, Jerome Baker, Raquan McMillan, and you bring in a, a high floor guy like Christian Wilkins. Like you said, Matt, I agree with you. I have the Dolphins at 32 as well. As weird as this sounds, you can be a good 32 on the power rankings because I think the Dolphins are doing this rebuild the right way to get things started. I like that they're taking a flyer on Josh Rosen to see what he has this year. And worst case, it doesn't work out. You're going to lose a lot of games if it doesn't work out. And you'll be picking really high to get one of the good quarterbacks in next year's class. So like you said, we're going to keep this positive for most of them. The Dolphins, new coach. I don't think they they didn't go out and make a splash in free agency to get them all these pieces right away. I thought they had some good draft picks, but not a lot there. So 
they're taking this thing slow. And in the NFL, that's what happens. You have to really blow things up to get, you know, to get back on track. And I think that's the Dolphins right now. Now, the one area where they can make a huge leap from this 32nd overall spot is if Josh Rosen turns into the quarterback that a lot of us thought he could be. So they're a very interesting team to watch, but I think they've really accepted that they need to start this thing over again. Yeah, and I, I do. I agree with you. I like what they've done here. But I, if it doesn't work out with Rosen, you're really out nothing. You're at a late second-round pick. So it's a smart move. Number 31 overall, this is where I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Another first-time head coach. I hope it works with Zach Taylor. I did not think he was close to being ready to be an NFL head coach. So that's where some of my pessimism comes from. I like Tyler Boyd uh, with A.J. Green. That's a really good duo. They've worked hard to improve this offensive line. You know, they trade for Cordy Glenn. They drafted Billy Price last year. They draft Jonah Williams this year. It just it seems like a team that's just kind of weak on dudes. Like, Joe Mixon is a stud. Um, and hopefully this improved offensive line will help. Defensively, I'm kind of left, like, scratching my head at who's going to be the difference maker here. Geno Atkins is getting older. You know, they, they really didn't address defense until round three with Jermaine Pratt, who is someone that I did like. So fans can take some solace in that, that he was a top 100 player for me. But there's just not a lot to work with here. And, and this is a team that is really in a, a true rebuild mode. And Andy Dalton is just, you know, he's always going to be like the 20th best quarterback in the NFL. And there might be years where he's the 15th best. There might be years where he's the 25th best, but he's just not good enough to get the job done. And they drafted Ryan Finley, someone I was super low on. The positives here, it is in the skill positions with Joe Mixon, with Tyler Boyd, and with A.J. Green. And, and hopefully, maybe eventually they can get something out of, uh, out of uh, enough out of the quarterback position that those guys can really showcase their talent. Yeah, I think they have an identity now where they're going to run the football because they have limitations right now at the quarterback position. I have some concerns about A.J. Green staying healthy at this point of his career. We've really seen him banged up, and it, it seems pretty significant. The devastating blow was Carl Lawson tearing his ACL last year. Yeah. Uh, he, as a rookie, he had eight and a half sacks after being a fourth-round pick. He was on his way to being a stud pass rusher. And yes, he's only 23 years old. He'll turn 24 this summer. But he also tore his ACL while at Auburn. So you have to be concerned about the explosiveness and just getting back on the field and turning into that double-digit sack player they think he could be. And like you said, Matt, after that, besides Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlap is there. It just seems like a team that's kind of getting old at some positions and they don't have a ton of firepower. So like the Dolphins, they're going to rebuild this football team and like the Dolphins or, or maybe like the Dolphins, I think they're going to be drafting a quarterback or they could be drafting a quarterback if their current starter doesn't prove his worth this year, the following offseason. So uh, the Bengals, they need some time. They really do. You hire a head coach that young. It's going to take a couple years to get his guys in his system. They're going to be a run first team, but I just don't think it's going to be enough to win a lot of football games this year. 30 overall, we finally get different here. I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this was like really hard for me to put him here, this team here, because I like the coaching staff. I really like Bruce Arians, and I love Todd Bowles back as a defensive coordinator. I like the wide receivers, like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are two really good players. The offensive line, it's just kind of, uh, you know, and then they have no run game at all. And Jameis Winston is just a turnover machine. He, he is still who he was in college. Gerald McCoy, we don't know what he's going to be this year. JPP gets hurt in a car accident. I, and I like Devin White. I love Levante David. This is one of my favorite linebacker cores in the entire NFL. But the secondary is not that good. The pass rush isn't that good. And they can't really run the ball or be consistent on offense. That's why I have them at 30. The bright side here is that Devin White 
is a monster at middle linebacker. He's going to be a lot of fun for them to watch. This is the next Levante David seven years later. And Mike Evans remains one of the best receivers in football. Speaking of that pass rush, Matt, it's devastating. Jason Pierre-Paul had 12 and a half sacks last last year. I mean, he might not play this year. So yeah, you talk terrible. about a front seven that is lacking, you know, a guy that can get up to the quarterback now if JPP can't play. That's that's crushing. 30 for me was the New York Giants. This is a really frustrating one because this is not a team that should be at 30 on this list when you look at the roster overall. But I have some serious concerns at the quarterback position right now where it's going to have a trickle effect on everything else. I don't think you look at Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. They're not bad players. They don't have the speed. You can play man coverage against those guys. Teams are going to load the box against Saquon Barkley until Eli Manning beats them. And they're coming out and saying that they're not going to rush Daniel Jones on the field. So even if you believe Daniel Jones is an upgrade over Eli, he might not even get the chance to showcase that before it's too late and the season's over. I just, it's it's what it all comes down to for me. This is a rebuilding defense. They have some nice players on the defense. It's not going to be enough to cover up the offensive woes. I'm really concerned about Saquon Barkley right now, but as fun as he is, they're going to have to get him some significant help. It's it's that simple. Yeah, this is perfect because I have them at 29 overall. So you have them at 30, I'm at 29 for a lot of the same reasons, man. Saquon is one of my favorite players in the entire NFL. And when you just look at the players that they drafted, like they got some dudes that we they liked. Really I liked DeAndre Baker. We liked Julian Love. Uh, O'Shane Zimenez, someone we've had on this show before. Pepper's improved last year, so he's even a little help on the back end of the defense. Right. It's just, it's so hard to to believe that this offense is going to be anything more than it was last year, which was just kind of boring outside of Saquon, who I would think teams are going to load up to stop now. I am excited to see Sam Beal. Uh, who was drafted in the supplemental draft in 2018, then got hurt. So this secondary could be a lot of fun with, you got four new dudes in there with Peppers, Beal, Baker, and Julian Love that are going to play with Janoris Jenkins. Could be a really fun group at the secondary, but I just have a hard time believing this team's going to win a lot of games. 29 for me was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, can't believe it's come to this. I, I really can't. But, you know, after a season where they finished last in the division, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt, this comes down to, and I'm going to get into the positives in a minute here. I'm not a Nick Foles believer outside of the Eagles. I'm not. Ooh. And I know he has some of the sim, you know similar faces on the coaching staff, but I don't see him being the guy to get them over the hump of the Texans Colts. And that Titans team got a lot better this offseason. So if Leonard Fournette can come back healthy, a lot can change here. It really, really can. I think, once again, if Jawan Taylor can stay healthy, the offensive line can be a really good group. But at wide receiver, there's some question marks. The Telvin Smith news did not make anything better. I think they're going to have to get an extension done with their guy in Gakwe there because you got to make him happy. He's a fantastic pass rusher. And Jalen Ramsey is maybe the best cornerback in football, one of the top corners in football. So there's a lot to be optimistic about with Jacksonville. Uh, but once again, that division has started to outpace them a little bit. Yeah, that's a really good point. I'm like looking at where I had them. I'm like, oh, man, I think you talked me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm move them down, but I can't do it now. So, uh, all right, 28 for me, and it's the same for you, the Arizona Cardinals. I am all in on the hype. I want this to work. Me too. I want Cliff Kingsbury to, to be someone that comes in like Sean McVay did and changes the NFL a little bit and has us looking at things differently. I, I want to see more of a wide-open game. I am a little bit cautious about this team though just because even if you believe that this offense is going to spread people out and they're just going to beat you with speed this is a terrible offensive line and their first choice 
in the draft to make it better was in the sixth round. So they apparently believe that they can just spread people out and get the ball out quickly and they don't need a good offensive line. I disagree. I don't think the NFL really works that way. Uh, we need to see David Johnson get back to who he was, you know, probably in 2017. In this defense, Chandler Jones is a stud. Pat Pete is a stud. He Pat Pete could still be on the moving block. So there are a lot of young guys that have to step in on defense to make this team uh, respectable, I think. But if there's anyone from like the bottom five or six here that could really be a surprise, I think the Cardinals are that team because we just really don't know what to expect with them. I'm excited to watch this Cardinals offense. I can't wait to see Kyler Murray operate in this Cliff Kingsbury offense. They got a lot of young, exciting pieces behind Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk now with Andy Isabella, Hakeem Butler, even Keyshawn Johnson is a guy, really reliable possession threat. Yeah. So this could be a really fun group to watch. And I go over to the other side of the ball that you were talking about. Patrick Peterson is still an elite cornerback. Buda Baker is, you know, he's a he's a player back there. I think he's a playmaker that will be given a lot of opportunity now. Byron Murphy was a fantastic second-round pick. And they have a good pass rush rotation up front with Chandler Jones, who's quietly still one of the best edge pass rushers in football. Terrell Suggs is over there now and has not really slowed down too much. And Zach Allen, another rookie that can rotate in with this group. So Arizona quietly at 28 is one of my favorite teams to make some jumps if a few things go right for them this year. It's time for me to make you mad today. At 27 oh, overall. No, it's okay. <laughs> at 27, I have the New York Jets. Um Man, this is a tough one. Uh, I, I want to see the next step for Sam Darnold, but uh, kind of like with Arizona, I don't like this offensive line very much. I, I do like Kalecio Samele. He, I think he's going to be a, a nice addition, but I worry about the edges a little bit. I, I think like, it's a nice receiver core without, really, there's not like the recognizable name, but a good group of players. Quincy Anunua and Robbie Anderson have been a lot of fun. Adding Jamison Crowder helps. Adding Le'Veon Bell helps. We're going to see our guy, Trevon Wesco, at fullback, playing maybe a little tight end as well. I like that. Defensively, like there are so many solid players. Someone needs to step up and be great. And I think like we've seen Jamal Adams be really, really good. And, and he might be that guy. Um, getting a better pass rush in front of him, you hope, will happen with Quentin Williams and J.K. Polite coming in. But it's still a team that... Adam Gase is your head coach. I, I think that's something that you have to maybe not fall asleep great at night thinking about that Adam Gase, who I, I'll say this, I did vouch for him. I wanted him to be the head coach when we saw that Lincoln Riley wasn't going to leave and Matty Campbell wasn't going to be the guy. Adam Gase made the most sense for Sam Darnold, but there are a lot of question marks on this roster. He's simply a stick of dynamite, Adam Gase. It's either going to really be is. boom or bust with the New York Jets. It can go a lot of different ways. 27 for me, I had the Bucks, and something I said earlier I'm scared that this team's not going to be able to get after the quarterback without JPP. And I'm even more afraid that they'll continue to turn the ball over with Jameis Winston. I love Bruce Arians. If anybody can get this thing going right for Jameis Winston, it's Bruce Arians. But right now, it's hard for me to be, put this football team any higher than 27 because I just think they're in a transition period where they're trying to stick this thing out with Jameis. And I'm not, cons I'm not really convinced it'll ever get right. We have uh, the 26 to 21, a lot of the same teams in here. So uh, I'll go 26, the Denver Broncos. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that Joe Flacco is going to be the savior of this franchise. I love Noah Fant, love Dalton Reisner. I really like where they got Drew Locke. If it were me, I would just give Rich Scangarello Drew Locke right now and say, go. Find an offense that works for this dude, and let's just look at the future of this team. Um, hiring Vic Fangio was like a cool move. I know they're hoping he'll be their Mike Zimmer, but... I just, I've never I've been following Vic Fangio for 10 years. I don't know that he's 
head coach quality. I think he's a great defensive coordinator. Um, it's going to be fun watching Chubb and, and Von Miller in this defense. The secondary has a lot of holes in it right now. They need to pay Chris Harris Jr. first and foremost. But I look at the holes at linebacker and in the secondary and then having Joe Flacco at quarterback, and it scares me a little bit. At 26, I have the Detroit Lions. This is an interesting group. They kind of played it safe in the draft, taking TJ Hawkinson, who will be a really good player. But I question how much impact overall this group will have. And everything I've heard, Matt, is that Patricia and this staff has to win some games this year or else they're they're done already. It, it's as simple as that. And I think what concerns me with the Lions is, much like the Jaguars, they're in a division with the Bears, Packers, and Vikings. And I think we're going to see the resurgence of Aaron Rodgers this year, which makes things a lot more difficult. The Lions don't have a bad roster. They have players across the board. I believe in Matt Stafford. I really do. But when it comes down to it, once again, they've just been outpacing this division. And I think when it comes down to it, I'm not a big believer in this head coach getting him over the hump. Yeah, I actually have them at 25 for really the same reasons. I'm a huge Matt Stafford believer. I just don't really like the staff with the collection of talent that they have. Trey Flowers needs to step in and be you know, a 12 sack. It's a lot to ask. Basically, it really is. Uh, and then, you know, you have draw Davis that we liked in the 2017 draft. We need to see him step up a little bit. They drafted Jelani Tavai in the second round. We'll be interested to see how he fits into this, but he's to stay healthy. Like, yeah. And like you said, this is like, it's not a bad roster. It's just a team that you don't really get super excited about. So, um, not, not loving the lions collection of talent versus the staff. So we flipped the Lions and the Broncos, basically. So we pretty much feel the same. We have them in that 26 and 25 range. The Broncos, I love watching this backfield and these, and even these wide receivers now with Cortland Sutton. It comes down to it for me, how ready will Drew Locke be when the time comes? Because I just think Drew, it's over for Joe Flacco. I really do think that. I can't wait to see Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman. I mean, these guys are absolutely awesome in that backfield. Emmanuel Sanders is still a great player. They have a fantastic pass rush duo in Bradley Chubb and Von Miller. So there's a lot to be excited about with Denver. They had a fantastic draft. I just think they're in this waiting period because of the quarterback situation right now. Yeah, it is a really interesting team. It really is. Uh, And as is this one that I have at number 24 overall, the Buffalo Bills. I actually like what the Bills have done. Like they've had a good offseason. Me too. But I just don't know if they're ready yet. I I like Sean McDermott. I think he's a a very underrated head coach. The wide receiver core is still still like a collection of misfits, in my opinion. The offensive line is going to have four new starters, which is hard to do. Like you want continuity up front. That's hard to do. I am maybe like one of the few Josh Allen fans in the NFL. Like I, I think he he wasn't great last year by any stretch of the imagination, but he was solid. There are some exciting things to build on. Uh, adding Devin Singletary, Dawson Knox, that's only going to help him out. Defensively, they got your dude, Ed Oliver, who we both loved to pieces. And I, I think they're just like a tough team on defense. They don't really have you know the the great you know fifteen sack edge rusher. They don't have a true shutdown corner, but they're just incredibly solid. Uh, really at all 11 positions. So the Bills, they could surprise me. I do think this division is tough. I think their schedule is tough as well. So, you know, they're a team that might win six games, seven games. But in this upcoming year, I think that that puts you probably right in the the mid-20s. At 24, I have the Washington Redskins. This team still has talent. I mean, they were winning that division before Alex Smith went down. I think it's unfair to ask Dwayne Haskins to come in and be Alex Smith right away and That's why Case Keenum might start out of the gate. We'll see. I hope Haskins pushes him. Adrian Peterson, kind of a resurgence last year, but I mean, Darius Geis is back, and a lot of people are forgetting about that and forgetting about him. 
this defense is a good unit. They have a lot of pieces up front. Jonathan Allen, when he's on the field, he's a difference maker. So I like this football team a lot. I'm excited to watch this football team. I know it might seem early having them at 24, although I know you you don't disagree because you have them at 23. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I am right here with you, dude. It's just, I, I don't know. I looked at them, and I, I want to believe in the young guys here. Dwayne Haskins, Scary Terry, Darius guys coming in. Defensively, I mean, they lost you know, they lost a decent amount. I, I think Landon Collins coming in is going to help, but it's just, it's not a team that when you look at their division, like, yeah, they're probably going to beat the Giants twice, but the Cowboys and the Eagles are two really, really good teams. So I don't know if the moves they've made are enough to cover that up. You know, they've been pretty banged up on the offensive line and didn't do anything uh, to address those tackle positions. So, and then like the tight end spot, I, I thought for a long time, this could be a team that would go after a tight end. You're still clinging on to Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis as your go-to tight end. So, Rookie quarterback, probably going to be the starter, probably going to see some struggles. But I, I do think the the arrow is pointing up for Washington. 23 for me, the Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders. I like this football team a lot, the direction they're going in. I like that they've invested in their offensive line. It can go a lot of different ways with Antonio Brown. But if it goes the good way, this team could be in the top 15 when all is said and done. They added a lot of impact pieces. They have an identity on offense. Josh Jacobs will be their primary runner. Cleon Farrell, I know people thought it was early, but he's still going to be one of the most pro-ready rookies on the football field this year. And the same could probably be said about Jonathan Abrams. So I like the direction the Raiders are going in. It's still going to take a little while, and I think Derek Carr has to step up this year. And I know he hasn't been bad. It's not that he's been bad, but he needs to get back to that top 10 quarterback form that we've seen from him in the past for them to really, really keep pace in this division. That's a tough group. Yeah, I have the Raiders a little bit higher than you do. At 22, I have the Jags, and I, I joked about it earlier. You maybe talked me, and I should have moved this team down. I, I think I'm betting on a healthy Fournette and Nick Foles being with some familiar faces, but I do still, still excuse me, really like this defense. Losing Telvin Smith for the year is, is brutal. They're going to need Quincy Williams, the guy they drafted in the third round that no one had heard of, to step in right away and make big plays. Josh Allen, I think it'll be a fun piece in this defense, but there, there are a lot of question marks. I still don't like this receiving core, and you're betting on a running back who has already had his guarantees voided. So a lot of, a lot of question marks. I probably should have had Jacksonville a little lower. So 22, I have the Bills. 21, I have the Jets. I kind of group these teams together because a lot of the good things they've done, you know, they've had a lot of, they've done a lot of good things together. They've added talent across the board. The Jets got Kaleche Osemele for their offensive line. The Bills were really proactive in free agency and then got Cody Ford in the second round of the draft. They both have young quarterbacks that are expected to make huge steps this year in Josh Allen and Sam Darnold. I think both teams will want to run the football a lot. The Jets gave Le'Veon Bell a lot of money to do that. And a lot of these teams, they'll really have their identity on the defensive side of the ball by being smash mouth, come downhill and punch you in the face and take the football away defenses. So, but there's a reason why they're in the latter third of the NFL. They're just, they're not there yet. The quarterbacks have to prove it. That's a big one. I don't think either team has a superstar at wide receiver right now. The Jets are hoping Robbie Anderson can be that guy. The Bills are probably still a year away from finding that guy. So, when it comes down to it for me, I think these teams have done a lot of good things to take those steps in the right direction and add talent around their quarterbacks. And I will say this, especially for the Jets, the Jets' second-half schedule is kind of a breeze. So one of these two teams in a division that'll be you know, kind of scratching and clawing at each other, one of these two teams can easily take a wild-card spot this year. Yeah, I would not be surprised by that at all. I, I will say I had the Jets at 27 the Bills at 24. I like both of those rosters a lot. Number 21 overall, the Carolina Panthers on my board. 
I, I just, man, I don't know about Cam Newton. I don't know how much I could believe in him. They drafted Will Greer in the third round. I love, love, love Christian McCaffrey. I don't know that he can keep up his current rate of, of production, just how many touches he's getting. You know, they and then they kind of swung the bat on high upside guys in the draft. Brian Burns, Greg Little. They didn't have a ton of picks. Will Greer's their third round pick. Christian Miller's their fourth rounder. So a, a team that you just I don't really know that you can believe in them. Ron Rivera might be. I mean, he's had a hell of a run there. It might be time for them to start looking for a new head coach. Let's go to break, man. We come back. We're going to put team number 20 up on the board. We left off with Matt giving you the Carolina Panthers at 21. I'm going to start with them here at 20. If you notice, me and Matt have a lot of back and back home and homes here. But I think it goes back to what you said. I'm a little worried about Cam Newton staying healthy. The offensive line may be preventing him from being able to do that. I like that they added Matt Paradis. I love Christian McCaffrey. I would love to see Curtis Samuel really involved in this offense this year. The defense is a boomer bust defense. I like Brian Burns a lot. When Christian Miller is healthy and on the field, I think he's a very effective player. They have good linebackers. They have some guys that are tough guys on the back end of this defense. So when it comes down to it for me with the Panthers, it's kind of the theme of a lot of these teams that are outside. You know, they're in the bottom half of the league. Do we believe, Matt, that the Panthers are going to be better than the teams in that division, not named the Tampa Bay Bucks? And I I just it's hard for me to do that. (laughs) Yeah, same here. I, I just have a really hard time with believing. And honestly, Adam at 21. So you see, I have a hard time believing that they can can beat up on the Falcons and the Saints. At 20, though, I have the Baltimore Ravens. And I think the Ravens are one of the more interesting teams in that this could be a boom or bust year. We don't totally. really talk about teams that way. There's often players. But Lamar Jackson has to take a gigantic step forward. I mean, just no other way to say it. And I like that they tried to help him. They added Marquise Brown. They added Miles Boykin. And they went to the offensive line a little bit, but this is a team that's still like you're betting on Mark Ingram and Justice Hill to be your backfield. That scares me a little bit. Um, and then I, I like I look at the defense, and like you said, you lost Terrell Suggs, and you're gonna now you need Tim Williams, who we've made a, a lot of jokes about in the past because of some of his behavior when he was in college. Matt Judon, Tyus Bowser, like these dudes have to step up. You also have to replace C.J. Mosley. I think Earl Thomas is going to help there from a leadership standpoint. And I do love this secondary, but man, that front seven used to be the strength of this team. And now it's just, it looks a little bit average on paper. Moving on to 19, the Tennessee Titans. I love what this football team did in the draft this year. I mean, you talk about getting AJ Brown in the second round. Jeffrey Simmons is not going to be ready to play right away. And that's kind of part of the reason they're sitting here at 19, because when he gets on the field, I mean, you're talking about top 10 defensive tackle potential with this player really, really fast. They have good players on defense across the board. Jarrell Casey, really, really good player. So when it comes down to it for me, I look at Marcus Mariota and I just ask myself, can he stay healthy? And is he the quarterback to get this football team over the hump that is currently the Colts who keep getting better and the Texans who have a superstar at quarterback and wide receiver who basically have been awesome together every time they're on the field. I like Tennessee a lot. I'm a big believer in this front office. I'm an even bigger believer in the head coach, Mike Vrabel. I just think it's taking a little time. They're building the foundation first, but it's another one of those franchises where the quarterback is truly on trial this year. 
Yeah, I have them a little bit higher, so we'll get there. Now it's my time to really, truly piss some people. Woo! Because this is the I first, have, this is the first like fire one. Yeah, I have the Green Bay Packers at 19 overall, and this has nothing to do with my not really liking Aaron Rodgers as a human being. I think he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. I do worry about him staying healthy behind an offensive line that is continually getting older. I know they added Elton Jenkins in the second round. I actually thought that Corey Lensley was one of their better offensive linemen when healthy. So we'll see where Jenkins comes in, if it's at center or at guard. But I still look at this and I'm like, you guys did not give him any help at all. Like you, you drafted a running back in the sixth round. You overdrafted a, a tight end in the third. No receiver help added. Now, I do like what they did defensively a lot. I like Rashawn Gary. I like Darnell Savage. But it's still a team where like uh, looking at the linebacker position, especially like, do you really believe that guys like Oren Burks and Blake Martinez are going to be able to hold down the middle of this defense when you have to stop the Chicago Bears, the Minnesota Vikings? Like, that is a very tough division with a lot of teams that know how to run the football, even the Detroit Lions. So I'm a little bit down on the Packers defense, and I'm a little skeptical that this offensive line and wide receiver core is good enough for the quarterback that they have behind them. And a first-year head coach that's got a lot to prove. There. Yeah, so, that a lot of people did not think was ready for that. It's now, I be, didn't really have an opinion on it, um, but I know a lot of people did not think he should be a head coach. It's going to be fascinating. 18, the San Francisco 49ers. You want to talk about Ooh. a team that could finish a lot higher than this. It's just been bad luck for the 49ers. They lost their quarterback last year. I think Kyle Shanahan is a phenomenal, phenomenal head coach. Maybe the brightest offensive mind in football. And I know a lot of people will say blasphemy. That's Sean McVay. Watch Shanahan this year with a healthy Jimmy G, yep. Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd. I mean, they're going to be really, really fun to watch. This offensive line has to keep Jimmy G upright. I think Nick Bosa is going to have 10 sacks right away. I can't wait to watch this football team. They've just had bad luck and I can't put a team like that in the top 15 until a couple things go right for them and they prove it, but they are hovering right on the outside, ready to make that jump. I went ahead and put them in the top. Yeah. You're <laughs> savage. Crazy. Savage. Uh, apparently I'm just a home. How about that guy that thought they were the worst roster in the NFL? Yeah. Where did I, that take come from? I don't know. That actually kind of sparked some of my thought processes with how we were going to like some of the co content we're going to give you guys the next week for the show. Cause I was like, Oh uh, yeah, this isn't, this isn't good. This isn't right. Um, so that's a wild take. I, you can say what you want about their record last year, but it was a lot of injuries. So I, I'm, we'll get into that. I have them a little bit higher than you as well. 18 for me was the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I, I know that I took some heat last year for saying Russell Wilson was overrated. I think that was probably a wrong take. At the time, I was like, anyone who thinks he's a top three or four quarterback, that's overrating him. Russell Wilson is a very, very good quarterback, and he's going to have to prove it this year because my man has no help at all. I mean, Doug Ball went up and retired. They're, that's going to put a lot of pressure on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And Tyler Lockett has just not really been healthy since being drafted. This is a bad offensive line. I think you could argue it's one of the worst in the NFL. They just, there's just not a whole lot here. I think it's really a testament to Pete Carroll that this team was as good as they were last year with all the shit they had to deal with. Now you are losing Earl Thomas for good. It's just, man, I don't know what's there. Frank Clark is gone. I don't think LJ Collier and Ziggy Ansah can really replace him. So this is a team that like, I wouldn't be shocked if they made a wild card run, but I just don't see the Seahawks as being more than middle of the road. It's Russ against the world, and I'll get into that a little bit later. 17, one we agree on again here. The Pittsburgh Steelers, they truly feel like the most middle-of-the-pack football team in the NFL this year. I mean, Big Ben is still Big Ben. 
Juju is a phenomenal player, although a lot of pressure on him this year without that yep. guy AB across from him. I know they're not friends anymore, but boy, did they help each other out for a long time. James Conner showed he could really carry the workload there, and Benny Snell will get involved if need be. Some pieces on defense. Love the Devin Bush pick. Absolutely love it. But it's just they're just treading water right now. That's the kind of team they are. They really are. I think Big Ben would have to be great, not good, for this team to make the playoffs this year. So maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe they will. But right now, they're just very, very middle in the pack. Yeah, I actually have them at the same spot, man. 17 overall for the same reasons. I just feel like Ben has lost too much. It feels like there's a leadership void here. And I don't know that that Tomlin is really the guy to like fill that, you know, like when you think about Mike Tomlin, like he's not really the one that's like inspiring a whole lot of confidence as a head coach. I think his, his message there's gone a little stale. I do love Devin Bush. I thought they did a good job of trying to fill some holes in this draft. I'm excited to see James Washington. I'm excited to see what they get with Deontay Johnson, but it's just, it's still a team that I'm, I'm not super excited about. And I could say the same thing for my team at 16 right here, the Minnesota Vikings, Uh, I have the middle of the pack and it really comes down to how far can Kirk Cousins take this football team? Because you want to talk about a roster littered with talent, littered (laughs) Garrett Bradbury. Now at center pushing Pat F line to guard. They finally are getting decent tackle play. Uh, They might have the best wide receiver duo in football. Dalvin cook has to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy. And they really didn't take the running back position extremely seriously Beyond him, I I like Alexander Madison. I don't consider his addition to be like, okay, here's our Dalvin insurance no matter what. Daniil Hunter, phenomenal, phenomenal football player. We apologize for not having him on our five players under 25 years old when you were gone, Matt. We made a made a boo-boo there. That's uh, right. So That's a lot of players, man. I like this team. I think there will be some questions with the secondary. Xavier Rhodes being one now. Are they going to trade him? Is he still an elite corner? And it just it's a Kirk Cousins issue for me. Is he the guy to take them over the hump? I need to see it right now. Right now they're on the out. They're just on the outside looking in the top half of the NFL until we see that. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that, dude. Uh, I I went with a curveball here. Uh, I, I said earlier, I'm going to have the Raiders pretty high. I have them at 16. I think the Raiders make the playoffs this year. Woo! I think they really make a push toward that. I love this offense. And I, I know that it's like, oh, well, it's John Gruden. I don't know that it matters because they have so much talent. I think Emmett could come run this offense and they would be just fine. Be like, hey, uh, Carr, either hand it to Josh Jacobs or throw, or throw it, it, AB. it to AB or Hunter Renfro, who never drops the ball, or Tyrell Williams, who was like somehow forgotten about with the Chargers, but is a really, really good player. Like, this is a good team. And uh, the offensive line, uh, I know they went through some changes. I'm excited to see what Trent Brown adds to this group, but I like this team. And and even defensively, like Cleland Furl, maybe it was an overdraft, but you know he's going to be super solid. The secondary now has some badass guys with, with Mullen and Abram. So I'm pretty excited uh, to see what the Raiders can do this year, man. And I know this doesn't factor in. That front office just keeps getting better and better. You got to keep an eye on what they're doing in Oakland. Yeah, and they got the time to do it. That's what's really nice for them. Those guys are going to be there for a long time. We are finally in the top half of the power rankings here. Number 15, the Cleveland Browns. On paper, this is a top five team in football, maybe top three. And I'm dead serious. I mean, on paper, they are that, that good. Freddie Kitchens, this is a big ask. I love Todd Munkin being there as the offensive coordinator. I'm a little skeptical We'll see what Steve Wilkes brings to the table with a very, very talented defense. I thought he gets a lot of hate. I thought Greg Williams was really good. 
over there. And he, he made some mistakes early on, but last year I thought Greg Williams was a good voice in that locker room for those players. Steve Wilkes is going to have to come in and, and get those guys going, and I think he will because they have the talent. Garrett Miles, Larry Ogunjobi, added Olivier Vernon. Denzel Ward could be one of the best corners in football this year. I like Demarius Randall. They added Greedy Williams in the second round. We all know about what this offense can do with Baker Mayfield, Odo Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Nick Chubb is phenomenal, and they kept Duke Johnson. Offensive line, a couple question marks here. I'm not going to call myself a Greg Robinson believer at left tackle. So it's an interesting group. It really is. They sit yeah. right at 15. This team could finish the top five in the NFL in the record, and it would not surprise me at all. I, again, have them a little higher than you. I went 15, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, I, I think. Yeah, I know you have to be. One of us needs to be. Uh, I have the Falcons at 15, and I am betting 100% on this offensive line being better. If it's not, they will not be this good. They just really won't be. I mean, you lose Tevin Coleman, who was a really nice piece in the backfield. You're getting old at a lot of positions. So if Chris Lidstrom and Caleb McGarry are not who they thought they were, this is going to fall apart quickly. Uh, I, I still like Matt Ryan. I think he's been a little bit underrated throughout his career. Defensively, this needs to be a breakout year for Vic Beasley. He needs to show basically what he did much earlier in his career, not who he's been the, the past few seasons. I think at corner, I look at Isaiah Oliver and think that this could be a breakout year for him as well. Um, I, I like the linebackers. They're fast. They, they fly around the ball. Desmond Trufant remains one of my favorite players in the NFL, which is like a weird favorite player to have, but he, he's absolutely up there. They're, they're really solid. And Grady Jarrett is one of the best pass rushers from the interior in the entire NFL when all else fails, throw it up to Julio. I think they're going to win nine to 10 games and, and be a, a team that you got to watch out for. Same team alert at number 14. You and I both have the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to say it like this, Matt. I love this football team on paper. If they had a top 10 quarterback, they'd be in the top 10 of the power rankings. That's what it comes down to for me. How far can Dak Prescott take this football team? Because they got some dudes on defense they are a football team that can absolutely run the shit out of the ball with Ezekiel Elliott, and hopefully that offensive line is healthy this year, and they now have a true number one wide receiver in Amari Cooper. Can Dak be the guy? And I think he's young enough where he deserves the benefit of the doubt to see this year. I really do. But until we see that, they are going to be just on the outside looking into that top 10. Yeah, I have the Cowboys in the exact same spot with you, and like, it just feels like they are. like They're so close. And I even like what they've done defensively. Like they finally invest in the D line and, and it looks like, you know, they have some depth in the secondary for once and they have two amazing linebackers and Jalen Smith and, and Leighton Vander Esch, but it, they will only go as far as Dak Prescott can take them. And it, as much as we like the moves to get Amari Cooper, um, you know, to bring back Jason Witten, I think that will actually help them quite a bit, but man, there's just, they are going to go as, as far as he can take them. And I, I think Dak is probably, you know, like you said, if he were a top 10 quarterback, they'd be a top 10 team. He's probably like a top 12 or 13 quarterback, which is why they're right here where they are. And that division is completely up for grabs, completely up for grabs. So they're right in the mix of it. 13 for me. I know you just talked about them at 15. The Atlanta Falcons, this team got slaughtered by injuries early on last year. I think they are way better than what they were last year. I'm with you. If Chris Lindstrom is the real deal at right guard, I'm a believer that he is. Caleb McGarry, I have some pass protection issues there, but he's a great run blocker. This team could be dangerous. Julio Jones is one of the best receivers in football. It's not that difficult. Calvin Ridley is very, very, very good as a number two guy. He didn't even have to be. Sometimes he's the number three there. You know, what are we going to get from Vic Beasley this year? Love Grady Jarrett. Love the linebackers. I'm with you. They have pieces in the secondary. Keanu Neal, hopefully, you know, fully healthy this year. Desmond Trufant. 
I like this football team a lot. I think 13, a lot of people would say it's high. I, I'm, I don't believe so. I think they're right back in the thick of things this year. Yeah, I, this is where I have the Tennessee Titans. So uh, I know that you spoke about them at 19 overall for you. I am a huge believer in Mike Vrabel and his leadership ability. And I, I think like what you said is, you know, this is make or break time for Marcus Mariota. You know, you're coming up on the end of that rookie deal. I also think it's kind of make or break time for Derrick Henry. He's had big moments. He needs to have a big year, not just like one or two big games that where you look and you're like, oh, he went over a thousand yards. He needs to be a week in, week out dog who can really fuel this team. I think Roger Saffold is going to be a huge addition for them, as will Nate Davis playing those two guard spots defensively. I mean, you said it, man. Once they get Jeffrey Simmons back, this team is going to be insane defensively. Um, I, I want to see, I think David Long Jr. and DeAndre Walker, two guys they got on day three, can be in huge, huge impacts here because Vrabel knows how to coach up those positions so well. So I'm a believer in the Titans. I will say, if Mariota, like Mariota's not really bad. He's no, just he's so just there. boring, right? He's just, yeah, he's just there. So it, they, will, they will really like ride with how good he is. They could be a playoff team, or they could be right outside that playoff race. Number 12 for me, this is the most disrespected team in the NFL this offseason in my eyes, the Baltimore Ravens. You would never know that they finished 10-6 and six last year. You'd never know it. Yeah. Because all you hear about in that division is the drama with the Steelers and the new Cleveland Browns. And I understand the Browns' hype. They are going to be really good this year. And Baltimore, C.J. Mosley is a huge, huge loss. But they've shown how many times they can replace the off-ball linebacker position. Lamar Jackson, there are concerns there. He needs to get better at throwing the football. But they've built an offense that can run the ball. They drafted a player in Marquise Brown that should give them space to do so. Our guy, Tony Jefferson, on the back end of that defense, he knows that locker room is his now. I like this team a lot. I still like this team a lot. They get no love ever. They didn't get any love last offseason. They won the division. It, they're completely being discounted this year. It's absolutely fucking ridiculous. And that's why <laughs> I have them ranked as the top team in this division still. I, I love when you get fired up. It's just it, bullshit. Like, like about the Ravens. It, it's <laughs> about, of all the teams in the NFL, right. the Baltimore Ravens. I'm here for you, Ravens flock. Yeah, they need something. They need someone. They need a voice in the media. That's going to become you. At 12, this is where I have the Houston Texans. Uh, I know you have them ranked uh, just a little bit ahead of this. I love Deshaun Watson, man. And, like, you have so much talent there with Nuke. Um, I, hopefully we get a healthy Will Fuller. Um, and then with the offensive line, I mean, they drafted to try to fix this offensive line. Titus Howard in round one, Max Sharping in round two. I think defensively, we're all kind of waiting to see what happens with Jadavion Clowney. But you still have J.J. Watt. Whitney Merciless, Zach Cunningham, Bernardrick McKinney. Uh, I really like Justin Reed coming up in the secondary. This is a pretty solid team all around. And I think Deshaun's good enough to get you a couple extra wins a year that might make this team that normally they might be seven and nine. He might be good enough to make you 10 and six. I agree. I, I have them at 11. I'm following you right along here. Here's my take with AB on the move. You know, we'll see Julio. Julio's still Julio. Odell on the move right now. I think Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins are the best quarterback wide receiver connection in the NFL right now. I really do. And yeah. we forget DeAndre Hopkins is 26 years old. And Deshaun Watson is, I mean, healthy. Thank God. We'll see how that offensive line helps him. That's my concern. Deshaun Watson's 23. And you talk about what these guys did last year. Hopkins had over 1,500 yards and double-digit touchdowns. I love this duo. 
I think they're special. I really do. I think people forget sometimes how much talent the defense has up front. I'm glad they didn't move Jadavion Clowney. I like the pieces on the back end. Like you said, Justin Reed is a hell of a player. They still have some questions there at cornerback. There's no doubt about that. I'm not a Lonnie Johnson guy, but we'll see. But I think this team, this is a really, really good football team, and they have a guy, a quarterback, that all he does at every single level is wins football games. Yeah, dude, I, I'm maybe this becomes the Deshaun Watson podcast. He gets down. It's crazy. Like he does. Like somehow he gets. And I think like you know Mahomes is so good. And then there was like the hype of Baker and like Trubisky. You know, having a little bit of a playoff run last year. Somehow, I, I think as when you talk about the best young quarterbacks in the league, Watson gets lost, and I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, he played all 16 games last year. So you're yeah. always going to have concerns about the guy getting hurt. You really are. But when he's on the field, all he does is wins football games. And God, imagine if he ever had a line in front of him. Oh, yeah. Be amazing. A miracle. Speaking of at 11, this somebody is where that I have... doesn't win football games. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is where I have the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not like a Kirk Cousins guy. I think he's as good as what you put around him. Um, and, and they've tried. But. The offensive line here it still kind of scares me, which I know that sounds like a lot of negativity for a team that's ranked at 11. I think Mike Zimmer's just that good of a coach. And Garrett Bradbury's going to help. Irv Smith, this is such a great fit for him in this offense because it's it's West Coast, and that's he's going to be very good on those seam routes. The defense is just nasty. I mean, it really is. Their speed, their size. You have Harrison Smith, who's still one of the best safeties in the NFL. It's just a really good team where... They don't have a, like, their biggest weakness is the offensive line, but we saw last year improvements there, and they're only going to be better with Garrett Bradbury at center, with Pat Elfline now playing guard. It's a group that I'm pretty excited to see how they come together. Finally, the top 10 countdown. This is where all the happy fan bases, hopefully, will lie in this show. I'm going with the team that Matt despises, the Green Bay Packers at number 10. <laughs> if Matt, you would have liked this. Uh, it's too bad you don't watch Game of Thrones. Aaron Rodgers got burnt to a crisp on Game of Thrones oh, this week. Wow. So you would have been so great. Pat Mahomes riding the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> he should have been. It, Pat, Pat loves that show, so I don't know why yeah. he didn't get a cameo. But the Green Bay Packers invested a lot of money in this defense, and it's as simple as this. Aaron Rodgers is kind of kind of have to be Superman on offense a little bit again. I'm a believer that he is. Devontae Adams is one of the most underrated wide receivers in all of football. I think they have a backfield that will make things work. I like Aaron Jones a lot, and they have a lot of other pieces around in that backfield to make it work. So, listen, I think he's going to come out pissed off this year. I really, really do. I'm excited to watch this team. I don't think they're going to be the best team in the division yet, but I do think they'll be right in the, the race for the wild card. We uh we had a draft on draft that we did. We're, we went long-winded, so we're not going to really get to it, but I think it was Tyler Fornes, and he was like, which... Uh, NFL player, would you like to see be the bachelor? And Mello tweeted Aaron Rodgers to see how he handled hometowns. Oh, and that was like, oh my <laughs> God, like, dude. Right? And I think he added him. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he <laughs> Which did. is even better. <laughs> yeah, there's no fear at all. Number 10 for me, it is the Cleveland Browns. Maybe I'm just like all about the hype trains this year because I'm in on the Raiders. I am way in on the Browns. My only concern is Freddie Kitchens is a first-year head coach, but I think he's done a really good job of surrounding himself with guys like Monken, Steve Wilkes, Mike Pryfer as a special teams coordinator, like guys who have been there. They've been head coaches or high-level play callers. So I'm very excited about the Browns. I think Baker throwing to Odell, Landry. Don't forget about Callaway and Higgins as well. And Joku at tight end. I don't know where the weakness is on this team. Left tackle. Like, I, 
Yeah, left tackle, that's a good point. Left tackle is the biggest weakness with, with Greg Robinson. And I guess there's a maybe you could say there's a question at right guard with Austin Corbett coming in, but the, the offensive line is going to have to to step up. That is a good point. But, man, on paper, this team is dangerously good. I mean, if assuming Freddie Kitchens doesn't shit his pants, this team will win 10 games in their sleep. Yeah. In their sleep. And I don't think he will shit his pants. So I love, I actually love Freddie. He's Kitchens. awesome. Just, he's exciting. He's fun. Right. He, him and Baker Mayfield are best friends, apparently. So, and like in that division, you have Mike Tomlin, who looks like if Hollywood cast a head coach. And then you have Freddie Kitchens, who <laughs> looks like he drank 14 Coors Lights and then put a dip in and called the game of his life. Yeah. He looks like he's an XFL coach, but he's actually a good NFL <laughs> really coach. <does>. So, <laughs> number nine, the Philadelphia Eagles, another team that gets absolutely no respect. And I know you're with me on this one. It really comes down to Carson Wentz being on the field. It's yep. kind of as simple as that. I like their draft. Miles Sanders is going to be an impact player. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, I think, will catch a lot of passes in that offense eventually. This team's well coached. They have an attitude up front on defense, and we've seen it win them a Super Bowl before. So Carson Wentz has star potential. He just needs to be on the field. I like Philadelphia to win the NFC East this year. Yeah, I, I really like them as well. We'll get to them in just a moment. This is where at nine overall is where I have the San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> right? I think everybody thought I hated this team. What's, what's going on? Um, it, it depends on health. It really does. And I, I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, we saw at the end of 2017, like he comes in and wins five games in a row. And you're like, oh, shit, like this is it. And then, you know, last year before he got hurt, he really wasn't playing that well. I, I think this is a big year for him to prove that he can be the guy that they traded for, the guy they gave the massive contract to. I, I like what you said about Kyle Shanahan. I do believe that he is one of the best schemers and play callers in the entire NFL. The defense, they've invested heavily in this defense getting better, not just drafting Nick Bosa, but signing Quan Alexander, drafting Dre Greenlaw, and, and, and trying to bolster this, trading for D Ford. Like they have tried so hard to make this defense worthy of the offense that they have. And I'm excited for it. I really am. I think Tevin Coleman and Jerick McKinnon, that has to be the fastest backfield in the NFL with those dudes. George Kittle is my man through and through. And he is, uh, he might be the best tight end of football now that Gronk has retired. So I, I'm really excited to see this team get out on the field with just superstar potential across the board. But it does. They're going to be as good as Garoppolo will be. And I don't know if we're going to get 2017 or 2018 quarterback from him. They have three things that great playoff teams in the modern NFL have a pass rush, a quarterback and an elite play caller. And yeah. that's why if you're going to buy into the 49ers, that's why. So I totally, totally get it. Eight for me is the Colts. I think they've done such a good job rebuilding this team. Andrew Luck's healthy. I think a really interesting thing is for all the hype the Browns have gotten, and it's warranted, it really is. The Colts have gotten none of it, and I think people are just sleeping on them. They're a fantastic team. I think they're gonna they're gonna make things very interesting for the the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Patriots. You know, the teams viewed as the top dogs in the AFC because the Colts have that young infusion of talent mixed with a talented top five veteran quarterback, where and a good head coach, a co head coach that was kind of overlooked and. Wasn't even the guy for that job at first. It's funny how things work out, but I think Frank Frank Reich and company are kind of laughing now. Yeah, I love Frank Reich. I have the Eagles at eight. I'm with you. People are sleeping on this team. And here's what I, I think it's just this simple. If Carson Wentz is healthy, they can win a Super Bowl. If Carson Wentz is hurt, they are going to win six games. It's just that's where it is right now. Yeah. No disrespect to Nate Sudfeld, who is a very good backup quarterback, but they're going to go as far as Carson Wentz can take them. I hope to God he's healthy. 
I love what they did in the draft, and they've they've had very good off seasons for for quite some time now. So Doug Peterson's a hell of a head coach. Jim Schwartz is a great D coordinator, but it's just it's all on Carson Wentz's back at this point. All right, another big agree alert here for both of us at number seven, Ooh, the Los Angeles Chargers. What a run this team went on last year. They have a superstar on defense in Derwin James. They now have a counterpart for him in Nasir Adderley. I love the way their skill sets complement each other. They got tougher up front. Jerry Tillery can get after the quarterback and hold down the interior of that defense. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, very underrated pass rush duo on the outside. A veteran there and Thomas Davis in the middle. And we know damn well what this offense could do with uh, with Big Phil. Phil Rivers and Keenan Allen, a healthy offensive line. Let's hope for that. Melvin Gordon, a phenomenal player in the backfield. The Chargers, man, if they weren't in the same division as the Chiefs, they would get so much more love. Yeah, that's really what it is. I love Phil Rivers so much. Uh, a team that like has quietly been, I, I think, very successful in the offseason with what they've done. Uh, we've got to see what our guy Trey Pipkins can do at right tackle. They're going to need him to step up pretty quickly. need him to be a star. We really do. But Nasir Adderley, I think, will be one. I, I really do. And again, it, it feels like they they had an offseason where they tried to plug some holes to keep up with the Chiefs to stay ahead of the Broncos and Raiders. I think they will if they, like you said, if they were in any other division in the other than the AFC East or West, they're probably winning that division. Um, so I had the Chargers at seven. I actually have the Bears at six, and I, I thought that I was like really high on the Bears, and I saw where you had them yes. ranked. So this show I was is high on them. The show really is very are. high on them. I, I think Trubisky takes a gigantic step again this year. He was very good last year. I think now he's got some playoff experience. He's got some confidence. Chuck Pagano coming in as D coordinator is going to help. Uh, even though they lost Vic Fangio, the, the offense, you add Dave Montgomery and Riley Ridley, that's going to help a ton. The offensive line is healthier now. And defensively, like we're going to see, like, remember Khalil Mack came in last year and like, you could tell he was getting gassed in games. It's not going to be the case this year. He's going to be ready to go because he will have had an off season of training and getting used to this defense. Roquan Smith's going to take the next step. I like that. They brought in haha Clinton Dix to replace Adrian Amos. I think that's honestly kind of a push when you look at, at those two players. So it's a team that well, they didn't make a ton of huge additions compared to where they were at last year's roster, but just this team, growing and gelling together is going to make them better. Number six for me is my, oh shit, am I too high on them moment after yeah, you, you talked about them? Yeah, <laughs> I have the Seahawks at six and I'm just going to be honest. I think it's Russ Wilson and, and this staff against the world. I am not in love with this roster, but I think he is so, so good. And I'm a DK believer where I think this team will be one of the better teams in football. I really do. I think Russ is that talented. He's a top five quarterback in the NFL. I think they have a defensive scheme that is is perfect for the personnel that they draft and sign in free agency. Losing Frank Clark is devastating. There's no way around it. There really isn't. This offensive line has to be better. You hope that these running backs can stay healthy, but I'm still a believer in Seattle. All right, let's take our last break. We're going to give you our top five teams in the NFL. Uh, be sure to get your pen and paper out because you're going to want to remember this. All right, big top five here. Number five overall on my power rankings list, the Indianapolis Colts. I am a believer in the combination of Frank Reich and Andrew Locke. I think year two is going to be huge for them. They add Paris Campbell. They get speed at wide receiver. They add Ben Bonagu, that pass rusher they needed so badly. Bobby Okariki is going to pair up with Darius Leonard and Justin Houston at linebacker. My guy, Rocky Asin, playing corner. This is a very talented team. And 
not to mention the best front office in football picking these players. I think we saw that last year with Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard both being all pro players. I'm excited to see what we get out of Taekwon Lewis, Kamoko Ture, guys they drafted in the second round of the 2018 draft. This is a team as good as they were last year. I actually think they're only going to be better this season. All right, you had them at six. I have them at five. Our Chicago Bears, the team go. of stick to football <laughs> this year. I love this football team. I think Mitch Trubisky will be a lot better this year, and he obviously took huge jumps in year two under Matt Nagy. They have a strong, strong coaching staff there. They have one of the best players in the entire NFL in Khalil Mack. I think, like you said, Matt, Roquan Smith, I think people are forgetting how good he could be in year two with a full offseason, full training camp. Everybody knows how much Melo and I love David Montgomery. I mean, he could be the guy in this offense. And we said it on the draft desk. He just looks like a Chicago Bear in pads. So this is perfect. I can't wait to see what the Bears do this year. They are one of my favorite teams in the entire league. Yeah, I'm very excited. I, I, we need to hit a Bears game. I've actually mm-hmm. never seen the Bears play. I would be all in on that. That'd be uh, awesome. number number four for me. The New Orleans Saints. I mean, the more things change, the more they stay the same. You got Drew Brees. You got Sean Payton. You got Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Okay, you're gonna be pretty good. They also added Eric McCoy, who's really gonna help the, excuse me, the middle of this offensive line. I think defensively, you know, they didn't do a whole lot to get better. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is a player we both really liked. I think getting Marcus Davenport healthy and in year two of his development is going to be that kind of kick in the ass that they need. And Malcolm Brown at nose tackle will be really, really solid as well. So it's just a good team. When you have Cameron Jordan and Drew Brees and all the assets that they have on offense, and and then you can lock people up with Marshawn Lattimore, it just makes you a good football team. It's pretty simple. They're going to win 11, 12, 13 games, and they will be a Super Bowl contender once again. Number four for me, the Los Angeles Rams. This might actually seem low for the Rams. If I had to list my question marks, I would say I'm curious to see how the offensive line ages. Cooper Cup needs to come back in full strength because Jared Goff's a different player with him or without him. And Todd Gurley is a huge mystery right now. No more to Dominican Sue, but this team still has all the foundation they need. Sean McVay, one of the best coaches in football. Wade Phillips, one of the best defensive coordinators in football. A young quarterback that got so much better last year. A defense that could take away the football. Corners that play with a totally different type of attitude. I I love this team. And as long as Sean McVay is there, I don't think it matters who you put on the field. They are simply going to outcoach teams and be right back in the hunt for a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I have the Rams at three, so we're about in the same. And my, I'm with you. The only question I have about them is the offensive line. You know, Chanchi got John Sullivan at center for Brian Allen, who they did draft in the fourth round. Uh, Roger Saffold goes, goes out. Joseph Noteboom, who they drafted in the third round of 2018, comes in. So they drafted for future need. We're going to see those guys shuffle in. Uh, I, I do agree with you completely here, man, that Cooper Cup, we, we need to see him back healthy because I, I think had he been on the field, they might have won the Super Bowl. I mean, that game was so low scoring, and it felt like if they could just get one big play, I think he would have made the difference. We'll see what happens with Todd Gurley. They drafted Darrell Henderson in the third as some insurance, but I'm glad you highlighted the secondary because when you have Aaron Donald and Dante Fowler and Michael Brockers that are just pinning their ears back and attacking and you have those dudes in coverage, it makes everything just work beautifully. And then you add in the fact that I don't know that many fans could name the starting linebackers for the LA Rams. And it just doesn't matter because they're so good up front and they're so good on the back end. Those linebackers are just like, you know, chasing tackle type dudes. So this is a team that they should be in the Super Bowl hunt all the way. They're my top rated team from the NFC this year. Uh, hard to disagree there. I, I will disagree, but I, I 
I do think you can make the argument very easily for them or the team that I have number one. But first, three and two. Kansas City Chiefs at three. New England Patriots at two. My biggest concern with the Chiefs right now is what the hell is going to happen with Tyreek Hill because that's how this offense goes. But they have the best quarterback in football in Pat Mahomes. He he really is. He's the best quarterback in football. I love it when you say that. I'm a believer in (laughs) Miko Hardman. I love Miko Hardman. I'm as a top 40 player in this draft. So I think even if Tyreek is out, I'm curious to see what Miko can come in and do. It's almost like people forget about how awesome Travis Kelsey is. Everyone's like, oh, Gronk's gone. Like, who's the best tight end now? It's not even close. It's Travis Kelsey by a country mile. They got better up front on defense with Frank Clark. He's a better player than D Ford. Uh, argue with your cat. I don't care. He's better. Um, <laughs> with your Chris cat. Jones is a phenomenal football player. Uh, this team is really, really good. And until they beat them in the playoffs, I can't put the Patriots behind them. I can't. And I'm a tortured Jets fan. So it tells you everything you need to know. Gronk's gone, but they still have somebody named Tom Brady there and Bill Belichick. Nikhil Harry is a good addition. They added a lot of pieces in the draft. They are a scheme first, talent second team, and they somehow end up in the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl every year because of it. So the Patriots write it too. You know how much of a Patriots homer I am and and have been. Like I think Always. as long as you've known me. It's the thing uh, you're most consistent with. Yeah, it honestly is. Yeah, <laughs> Just like being honest. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. I I love Tom Brady. I love Bill Belichick. They're the two best to ever do what they do. I have the Patriots at two. And the reason being, it's not so much about the team that I have at number one. It's about the, I am a little worried about the Patriots. Just at some point, like, is the turnover going to eventually catch up to them? And I maybe it won't. It hasn't yet. It's been 20 years and it hasn't yet. Uh, losing Gronk is huge, obviously. Losing Trey Flowers is as big, in my opinion. We're going to see if Michael Bennett, Chase Winovich, if those guys can be the pass rush, more of a pass rush by committee instead of just having one or two really good players. But they are also getting incredibly old at linebacker and at safety. And like Stefan Gilmore is one of the best corners in football. Like Connor said, argue with your cat. I love that. I'm going to have to use that time and time again. But I do think that the Patriots have been passed as the best team of football. My number one team, the Kansas City Chiefs. And this is not me being a Chiefs homer. It is just that, like you said, they have the best quarterback in football. I am probably... Uh, I think if you said, okay, hey, dude, they're going to lose Tyreek Hill for the season. I would change this. I would drop them down a little bit. I do think Miko Hardman's really, really good. And he's going to be a very, very good NFL player. He's not Tyreek. Exactly. He's not. So if we find out tomorrow that Tyreek Hill suspended for eight games or they cut him or whatever happens, happens this. uh, Give me the the option to, to change this. But I think with him on the field, with the additions they made, I don't think we can undersell how big Frank Clark and Chris Jones together will be also adding Tyron Matthew in this at the safety position and just changing out like Bob Sutton is gone. Steve Spagnuolo is in. That's huge for this team because Bob Sutton couldn't make an adjustment to save his life as a defensive coordinator. So I, I think there's some addition by subtraction here, but then also adding in Clark adding in Tyran and then getting Miko Hardman makes this team pretty fucking exciting. Whew. All right. Number one for me, the new Orleans saints. They got, I love this. They got jobbed last year. All right. Here's yep. my theory. If the saints didn't get jobbed, they want to won the super bowl. That's what I, think. that's not, no, that's not wrong. I don't think that's crazy. Okay. At all. Thank you. So until I see them fairly get knocked out of the playoffs, they are the best <laughs> team in football and they have, 
Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks in football, Sean Payton, one of the best head coaches in all of football, a duo that's been there and won it before. And I know you could say all these things about the Patriots as well. I think on paper, the Saints are a little more talented right now at key positions than New England. I still think New England is phenomenal. You could flip a coin here, but Michael Thomas is, is special right now. I think the offensive line got a huge upgrade by drafting Eric McCoy. Alvin Kamara is one of the best playmakers in all of football. They have, I think Marshawn Lattimore is in for a really big season. I think he'll come in really motivated. Tamario Davis in the middle. They've given some resurgence here to Eli Apple. They have a ton of players up front. Are we going to get a lot out of Marcus Davenport this year? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson could be a steal of the draft. I, I like this team so much. I think... They are the perfect combination of scheme, talent at key positions, and experience in the postseason. I think right now the Saints are the best team in football. Oh, well, there you have it. 32 to 1. A long show for you guys. Dude, today, I'm exhausted. Those, <clears throat> I am too. I'm going to go like chug a water and not talk for the rest of the day. Those are our teams. Tweet at us at Stick to Football. Leave it as your iTunes review. Let us know where we're right, where we're wrong. And then in a couple months, we'll go back and check these update them and you guys can laugh at what we got wrong and we're going to definitely brag about what we got right so for (laughs) connor this is matt mellow and i will be back friday morning maybe with a surprise guest connor rogers in there we'll (laughs) see maybe connor needs to rest his voice too we will be giving you our early top 25 for the 2019 college football season and i think we all know that clemson will be at number one but you should tune in to see who is 25 to two and again make sure you're following along on twitter at stick to football we'll talk to you all real soon 